There's a Korean spin-off of the film Castaway, which stars Tom Hanks. In this spin-off movie, there are very many similarities. Uh, both men are found on a deserted island and they strive to survive as they're isolated and alone. One difference being that in the Korean version, the man is actually on an island that's underneath an overpass on a river. He can see civilization, but he's very much alone on that island. Both of these films feature the main character developing a, a friend, a buddy, that they make out of an inanimate object. It's both comical, but it's something that makes sense. See, we are comprised of spiritual health, physical health, and emotional health. And perhaps when one is stranded on a, an island alone, maintaining emotional health is one of the hardest things to do. All of us have experienced the, the pain that comes from a broken or missing relationship. And perhaps we're not forming buddies out of inanimate objects, but as we struggle with our emotional health and the need for companionship, sometimes our methods of coping are less than ideal. Well, this morning we take the look once more in the book of Genesis and we see a man who is, in the truest sense, alone and without human companionship. And we see God dealing with his situation to meet his needs. We see another foundational truth of the Christian faith as we look at God's institution of marriage. Adam had really a ready-made world all set before him. He could use his mind and he could look at the wonders of creation and he could see what God had prepared, the beauty. He had a home that was perfect and he had work to do in the garden that God had provided for him. But Adam still had one more need, one more need that had yet to be satisfied. Companionship. The Lord God said, It is not good for man to be alone. I'll make a helper who is a suitable partner for him. Now, at first glance, it might seem kind of odd that we see God bringing all the creatures to Adam on day six for him to see them and to name them. But God has a higher purpose. In the book Emma by Jane Austen, the protagonist, Emma Woodhouse, finds herself wanting to pair up people. She functions as a sort of matchmaker. She sees two different people that need to be together, so she does all of her scheming to get those two together. Only, ironically, it seems all of her attempts to match people together fail, and the people don't stick together or belong together. And, although Emma herself thinks she is beyond the need for romance, she finds, up, finds out in the end of the book that she, too, needs a companion, and she desires to have a partner. She's blind because her partner has been close to her all along. She just didn't realize it or need or see the need. See, Adam, however, was no fool. He was above all the creatures around him. And as God led him to see all the creatures that were there, you can imagine probably the gears turning in Adam's head as he realizes his great need and desire for companionship. And that need that God awoke and focused in Adam's mind, he also met. It says that God formed the woman out of the side of the man and he brought her to the man. And Adam 
right away recognize that need. And what is the, the first recorded words of scripture by any man, the first words spoken by any man? It's actually a verse of praise to his wife and to his creator. Adam recognizes the woman who was formed from his side as he says, this is now bone of my bones, flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, for she was taken out of man. God helped Adam to immediately get the connection. In the Hebrew, the phrase is, Isha ki me'ish, woman, because from man. This was not someone who was inferior. This was not someone who was incompatible. This was his perfect mate and match. God, you see, is no Emma Woodhouse. He gave the man his perfect companion. And then the words that follow, whether they're spoken by Adam or whether they're something that God put for us to know and understand as an instruction, they describe that God had instituted the gift of marriage. It says, For this reason, a man will leave behind his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one. In bringing Eve, in forming her from his side, and bringing her to the man, God instituted the gift of marriage. Adam was to see his wife as his partner. Not as someone inferior, not as someone to be neglected or put aside, but valued as his own flesh. And Eve was immediately loved by her husband. Both the man and the woman found they were in a perfect home, had perfect provision, the beauties of creation, and they found satisfaction in all of it and in each other. When one looks at all this that God had done, how he had given them everything and satisfied every need, one has to marvel at the Creator's design and say, What is man, Lord, that you are mindful of him? But sadly, we also have to step back and marvel at how man and woman responded to all of God's gifts, including his gift of marriage. Adam, who was made to treasure his wife Eve, did not continue to love her as his own flesh. Rather, what we see is Adam turning aside from her soon after, and Adam saying basically to his creator, Lord, send her to hell. Condemn her as guilty, not me. He was quick to find blame in his new wife. And how's that for the start to a marriage? Talk about a, a rocky start. Lord, condemn her, but send me free. What was created to be one was torn asunder as Adam tossed on the blame and the guilt on her. And the oneness of Adam and Eve, which was supposed to be a perfect expression of love, was torn asunder. You can imagine the emotional damage as that perfect love and harmony between man and woman was ruined. But we can't look at Adam and Eve and put all the guilt on them. The sons and daughters of Adam bear the same faults and the same flesh and the same mindset. Just look at what has happened to the gift of marriage today. As we see men also quick to point the blame to their wives or to neglect them. Men who abuse their wives physically or who speak against them and attack them emotionally. 
We see marriage as dishonored as men turn aside from the gift of marriage to other things and they look for love outside of marriage and they turn to things like pornography and they turn to pleasures of other men or other women outside their marriage. And the gift of God, which is one man and one woman, is despised and tossed aside and their hearts grow cold, and God hands them over to their sinful pleasures, and they never will find satisfaction with a continual lust for more. And women also experience the same, as they too turn aside from the gift of marriage, and rather than loving their husbands and serving as a a suitable helper and at their side in love, they have often turned to manipulators, and mutilators of the hearts of men. The emotional bond of the two that were to be one is broken as men and women turn aside from that gift. You and I can't say that it's at those who neglect their wives or those who abuse their relationships and those who adulterate that are breaking marriage, can we? After all, married men... Do you do what Adam did when he first saw Eve and continue to praise your wife as a gift of God? Or do you sometimes fail to praise her and thank God for her? Do you find in your wife someone who is to be treasured at your own side and never neglected? Or do you sometimes rather find you would rather spend your time on leisure or sports or your favorite hobby than share love and be with your wife? And as men around the world struggle with the gift of marriage, they too turn aside in their hearts and minds to things which will not satisfy rather than treasuring their wives. Has your marriage been free and pure from the faults of sin brought into this world? And married woman, do you find that you are one with your spouse? Men are called to, like Adam, express their emotion to their wives and share it freely. To fail to do so is a sin. What about you? Do you share your emotions with your husband? And is that sharing always a good thing? Or does it rather sometimes express that you are not one? Marriage is torn apart by both men and women today. All men and women who are married find that their marriage struggles with emotional scars and relationships are broken. And if you're not married, do you honor marriage as you ought? Do you speak of it as a gift of God and treat it as such? After all, it's also the unmarried who dishonor the marriage bed, who cohabitate and dishonor the gift of marriage, and who turn to various sins of sexual immorality, even though they're not married. Marriage and a gift of God is tossed aside and another relationship is broken. And what happens? God warns in the the word that those who are turning aside from his gift of marriage are breaking more than their marriage. A far greater, more important relationship is also broken. God warns men who neglect or abuse their wives or treat them harshly, as he says, don't expect that he's going to hear your prayers, as he says he will turn his face away from the man who does not love his wife. And the scriptures warn 
that neither the sexually immoral, the adulterers, the homosexuals, that those who despise God's gift of marriage will not inherit the kingdom of God. Another far more important relationship can end up damaged as the gift of marriage is neglected and tossed aside. But our God sees all the broken relationships. Our Creator has designed us to live in harmony with Him and within the family with peace. And our God is a God who restores what was broken. Though Adam turned aside from the one who was formed from his side and in sin turned aside from her, God turned to the one in love who left his side. God in love came to this world to restore what was broken. He called you and me his bride. And he says to us in his word, I have loved you with an everlasting love. And the God of love came to restore that relationship that was broken as he came to seek and to save his bride. Jesus allowed his flesh to be torn for the one that he became and desired to become one with, his church, his bride. And not only was his flesh torn, but his side was pierced as he came to rescue his bride and give up his flesh for her. And because of the sacrifice that he gave in love, we know that we are saved and restored. We have been washed clean of every stain and every blemish. God says in baptism that he has cleansed us to be his holy bride, blameless and without fault. And the scriptures make very clear, remember that verse that we spoke of where it warns against the adulterer, the sexually immoral, and those who live in homosexuality? That same verse goes on to say, and that is what you were, but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of our God and by his spirit. God has restored the relationship that was broken because of a sinful heart that turned aside from him and his love and his gifts. And with that restored relationship, God helps us to see how we now live under him with his gifts. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and loved you and gave himself up for you. Don't just love her when, when you know she's going to give you something back. That's a transaction. That's not love. Love her sacrificially as you have been loved by your God. And view her as God intended, as a gift. Not as someone inferior or to be neglected, but someone to be treasured as a companion, made by God as a partner suitable for you, to be loved by you and treasured. Wives, as the scriptures direct, be faithful, loving to your husband, submitting to him as Christ does to the church, as the church does to Christ, knowing his great love. And wives, show that love to your husband, recognizing that God has made you to be a gift and he treasures you as a gift of God. What we see in the scriptures for married and unmarried is that marriage is a gift. The family unit is a gift. And the unmarried too can treasure marriage as they speak of it, honor it, 
And if they will be married someday, to treasure that marriage. And to those who have a broken relationship, whether it's from a broken marriage or a broken family, you now know the God who heals what was broken. And you now can strive to live in that gift and peace that God has supplied with your family today or in the future. This is a foundational truth of the Christian faith. God gave marriage as a gift. And though we see it often broken in this world and crumbling, and though we see the pains that come out of that, we know the God who heals what was broken and who satisfies all of our need. Amen.